My uncle was a clown for Ringling Brothers Circus. And when he died, all his friends went to the funeral in one car. <laughs> Well said. You do not mess with the sausage. You do not mess with the sausage. James. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Morning, Bernie. Good How mo- you doing? Good morning. I'm okay. You all right? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, feels like forever since we've done this. It has been. It's been a long mm. time. It's been a bit crazy. We did like a bunch of stuff for the Twitch stream. We've done a bunch of stuff in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. Uh, really, this is cool because we get a chance to just like sort of sit and just like chat about the news. We do have some like upcoming streams, especially for Halloween. I think yes. We're going to have an, a special uh, in the future. So if you guys are not subscribed and stuff, make sure you've clicked subscribe or follow whatever platform you're on. Make sure you're there. And also make sure that you guys are also checking out uh, our Twitter, uh, which is controlled by the epic Lady Vix. She'll be making sure that um, there's <laughs> updates. Yeah, I'm, I'm new to Twitter. <laughs> Bear with me. Yeah, Twitter. Yes, the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I think for the most part, my concern is that you're going to start roasting me on Twitter, and I'm just not going to expect it. And I think I think I just need to get ready for some epic no, roasts. No, I, I, I save that for Twitch. I rather do it in person. Ah, that's true. That's true. That's true. The other day we did an IRL stream. We did a big streamer meetup for like a bunch of South African streamers, and somehow my 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 partner for life <laughs> thought it would be a good idea that if we get enough subs subscriptions that i would twerk in public yeah on the stage worked and um that did work yes everybody yes the yes it happened <laughs> i don't know who's worse me doing it or you suggesting that i do it and then i end up doing it <laughs> I, th- I think we need to redo it because your twerk it was like little bunny hops backwards. It was not a twerk. Bunny hops backwards. I was told that I looked like a gorilla. Who told you, you know, look like, like a gorilla? Like a gorilla's got that like curve in their back. Yeah, but they're not shaking their booty. Okay. But I'll you weren't. You were kind of like. Imagine how a bunny would hop, and then put it in reverse, mm-hmm. and that's what you were doing. You're doing backwards bunny hops. Well, it's better than what it was in the past, which was pretty much just me shaking my booty left to right. <laughs> yeah. You know you can go to twerk okay. classes. There's twerk classes? There is exercise classes and it teaches you how oh to goodness. twerk. That is so messed up. When can we go? I don't know. I'll book us. <laughs> I'd be let's so down it. to try it. Yeah, let's do it. I'll do a twerk class. I mean, there's stuff that I want to try. Okay. I want to try uh, sushi classes. I feel like that'll be fun. Um... Mm. Okay. Clay, yeah, like pottery stuff. Okay. Mm. And then there was another thing that I also thought would be cool. Uh, uh, you always see it in those like really corny um, uh, romantic movies. Those 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 rom coms. Gosh, it's like it's like a weird cooking thing, and there's always like a really creepy chef dude. Oh, like a cooking class together. Yeah, it's like a cooking class, but there's always like the specialized food. I can't remember what it's called. It's like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Either way, either way, it's 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 it's, it's cooking with a creep, and I don't know why. But you want to go? Co- want... You want us to go cooking with a creep? <laughs> well, when we worked together, there were some creeps in the kitchen. Oh, there were a lot of creeps in the mm. kitchen. 
Yeah. yeah, but we'll save that for the our story episode one day. <laughs> it has been requested. It has. We'll do it one day. One day. You're reluctant. I am reluctant. I don't know why. Most okay. I don't know if there's any guys out there that can agree with me, but but getting the dates wrong, there's uh, there's there's repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> And then you'll be like, and then we met on that beautiful, and then I'll say Saturday, and you'll say Monday, and I'll be like, Monday, <laughs> then I'll just like cower in the corner. <laughs> I, yes. th- I think we're both pretty bad at dates. Yeah, but to be fair, okay, our first actual interaction, speaking about kitchens, not, I wasn't a creep, I was nice, but I did burn you, I burnt you pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you did. Still scarred. Yeah. Still scarred for life. Yeah, yeah. I, I burnt you. Anyway, so let's get into the news. Okay. Uh, one of the crazy ones that have happened was Alec Baldwin with that prop gun shooting. Mm. Oh my goodness. You were telling me have about you this. Checked it out. No. Yeah. So, um, Alec Baldwin. It was an accident, uh, right? Yeah, definitely an accident. The, the problem is that. It's not a new type of accident. It has happened before in other movies. And um, like with, with Alec Baldwin specifically, fortunately, I don't know if it is fortunate, but he was the one pointing the gun. And then it shot off like a, a round and it just hurt. I think one guy died and another guy got like really badly wounded. So it's like it's a really bad time. So it's meant to be a and, prop. Um, yeah, it's a prop. I mean, I mean, why did they buy? Uh, who brought a real gun? I thought they would like make them to look. Obviously, like I don't know, it'd be made of like plaster Paris. I don't know. No, it depends. Um, so, like for example, Antonio Banderas in the Desperado movies mm-hmm. and Once Upon a Time in Mexico and stuff. Especially Once Upon a Time in Mexico, they they had sort of like plastic props and it didn't have blanks in it. And often they'll use blanks or at least something that would have sort of like a like a ricochet effect for their hands so they can really get into the the thing so if you watch once upon a time in america in, in mexico johnny depp was in that movie mm. i think it's once upon a time in mexico um johnny depp was in that movie and then you can actually see antonio banderas like making like doof doof shots with his mouth mm-hmm. if you know what i mean he's actually like playing out the shots as if he's like Im- using his imagination to try and like really get into the <laughs> shots and stuff you can see his mouth makes like this weird like like a kissing shape while he's shooting so it's, he's he's in the in the recordings the behind the scene recordings you can hear him he goes doof, 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 while he's busy shooting and stuff so there's different kinds of props but i think the problem comes in and if i think about the one of the the first big movies with uh, damn it, i keep forgetting that guy's name he played batman i want to say christian bale i think it is christian bale christian yeah christian bale. bale yeah yeah he played in a movie called Equilibrium, and Equilibrium was a fantastic movie, and it had or a lot equilibrium. of really, really great. Pardon? Or Equilibrium. It's Equilibrium. <laughs> or Equilibrium. Anyway. So, the stunt, uh, the character Christian Bale is running up to a door, and then he's got two shotguns, and he shoots. He shoots two hinges on the door, and then he jumps on the door. And then he lands using the door as like a surfboard, mm-hmm. right? It sounds completely mad and it is completely mad and it's gorgeous. It's amazing. It's so good. Anyway, so imagine this dude's running, he shoots the hinges and then 
he lands on the door and then he slides in and then he shoots a bunch of bad guys okay so that specific um stunt used live rounds pretty much because the stunt double had to do the actual whole thing it was just easier for him to actually do it he got paid like a million us just to oh, wow. do that stunt it was really impressive stunt obviously they're like rigged the hinges so that it broke off easier and he could land on it so they they obviously did it in a way that he could actually do it but he had actual live rounds so it's from time to time they do use actual live rounds on set but you have a stunt coordinator and like health and safety dudes and obviously that guy screwed up like super bad mm. and alec baldwin shot some dude the problem that i have is that this has happened before now bruce lee's son brandon lee was in a fatal accident where he got shot on set oh wow killed yeah, so Bruce Lee's kid, who was in the the Crow, mm-hmm. and it was an absolutely fantastic movie. Brandon's got this had an amazing brooding, like, atmosphere about him, and um, yeah, the freaking guy got killed. It was was super sad. Also because he died, I think it was about the same age as his dad, and his dad passed away at about thirty two as well. Oh, so it's pretty hectic stuff. That's yeah, all right. No, no, no. It just bugs me because um. I mean, if you just think of, like, the nature of health and safety in general, especially with COVID and stuff, like, dude, managing bullets should not be a problem. So what <laughs> would the repercussion be for Alec Baldwin? Because he didn't know that was going to happen. Cause that's not manslaughter, is it? It can be referred to as involuntary manslaughter. For example, you know, if you're driving and somebody jumps in front of your car, but then it would be, you know, the circumstances of the event that... Because then in that case, somebody definitely died at your hand. Mm -hmm. I need to prove that you didn't do it maliciously or purposefully. or You didn't have any knowledge of it at all. Or you weren't doing something wrong. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So at the same time, with with Brandon Lee's case, they they were like, okay, did somebody plant this bullet for him to purposefully be killed? So then they had to launch this whole thing. And obviously, like, conspiracy theorists go mad. So there were some (laughs) theories that... That uh, while studying for the crow, the character of the crow pretty much beats up bad guys. Mm-hmm. And he started getting too involved with the bad guys. So, for example, and I think uh, it was... It wasn't Godfather. Which one was it? It was Goodfellas, I think. Or something. The actual Mafia family was present on set to ensure that they didn't use too much direct terminology Oh, we've said that before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so sort of deter them like, from too many truthful facts. Yeah, I think I think something. Ha- uh, that's the thing. The conspiracy theorists believe that Brandon Lee got too close and knew too much, and then they just planted a bullet, and then he got killed. But obviously, you know, how do you prove that? And also, like, it's a theory. So anyway, uh, did this. Uh, director and I think it was a producer deserve getting shot I don't know I can just tell you one thing like Alec Baldwin is not okay no. like it's a bad you situation. wouldn't be I can't imagine anything worse yeah like you killed someone Poor dude unintentionally yeah yeah okay uh, next in the news I don't know I mean from your perspective guns are not really we've, we've spoken about guns in general but 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 hearing an accident like this relating to guns, like uh, I've seen people use guns badly, and I was just like, dude, that's negligent. But from your side, you guys don't even. I mean, it's not even like a common. I mean, I think clay clay pigeon shooting is like pretty common. 
I know friend, friends of mine in UK that have done it's that. It's not common, but that's. But then you would go to a shooting range, you're handed the, the gun by the shooting club, you shoot, mm. you pass the gun back. But mm. you hear all these crazy stories about guns and going wrong, and especially in America. And it, from a culture where guns are not the norm, it makes you mm. like reinsert like no guns are bad not yeah, for yeah. the sports version like i would happily go to like a shooting club i'd love to do clay mm. pigeon shooting or a shooting mm. range where it's in a controlled mm. environment i just can't believe that something mm. like this has happened like how yeah why would they even think to have a real gun on set yeah yeah it's weird but i can understand having live rounds I mean, just thinking about some of the other stunts, but again, I also don't know the context. Mm. I mean, if if the guy's playing like a, a rom-com and he just pulls out like, hey, I found this in, uh, I don't know, the prop shelf, woof, 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 and then you shoot somebody like, okay, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't, I, nobody knows the context. I mean, obviously it's no. a film that's still being shot. So regardless, kind of sucks, man. Poor guy. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a tragedy, really. Okay, uh, next one. And I'm going to need you to walk me through this whole thing. So apparently the, the queen received a letter or some kind of award or something. Yeah, I can't remember who the company were. Mm-hmm. But they wrote to the queen and said they wanted to give her the award of the oldie of the year. Okay. So. What is the oldie of the year? What is this? Basically the best old person of the year. So the, they admire her, they think she's great, so she can be the oldie of the year. And she kindly said no, because she doesn't yeah. consider herself an old person, and you're only as old <laughs> as you feel. Or as young as young as you feel. So, yeah. She doesn't consider her an okay. and she said there's probably people who deserve it more than she does. I mean, the woman's still working at 90-something, but... She's got a good work ethic, though. I mean, like, well, you have that's to. a well-documented fact. You're not allowed yeah. to retire if you're the queen. Yeah. Well, has there ever been a case of somebody retiring as the, as the, the like, head monarch or... Not only if you abdicate, in which case... Uh, you have to leave... The, well, I don't doubt, doubt you would know, but you did have to leave the country. The queen should never have been queen. Her father shouldn't have been king. It was her father's brother, so the queen's uncle that was king. Mm-hmm. But he abdicated, which means he had to leave the country. Okay. Um, and then it passes on to the next born, so then the Queen's father became king. Whoa. Cool. Okay, okay. So she sends a letter and she's like, I don't actually qualify for this. Yes, so she actually, like, from a humble perspective, she's like, no, I don't think I deserve this type of thing. Don't think it's there, but also, you know, I'm not old. You're only as old as you feel. Oh. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. Is there like a like a another person that's now won it in, in her stead? Probably. Yeah. I heard that she sends letters to uh, people when they turn 100 years old. Yeah, you get a telegram if you turn 100 years old. From the Queen? From the Queen. She'll send you a telegram. That's cool. I don't know why, but that's cool. Do you want one? I, 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 do you know what really fascinates me mm-hmm. is the whole like the knight the knighthood thing 
Okay. I don't know why. I just I just find it fascinating. Like they still knight people. Like that's cool. <laughs> I don't know why. And there's a sword, and you get the title, and it's just and there's dames as well, which is awesome. But and it's just so cool. I don't know why. You know, it's not like Arthur in the table of the knights, whatever it's called. Not sitting around a big round table in armor. I mean, if you if you if you could. It was possible though, so you could literally just get all the all the current knights who got a knighthood, okay, and it'll be such a party because just think how many legends would be at this this table, and then there would be the queen being like, "What up, dudes? I'm not old." Doof doof doof. Antonio Banderas, like finger Fing- guns. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Richard Branson and Alton John and Mick Jagger. Alan Sugar. Dude, what a party! Yeah, what a party. What a party, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the dames. Is it Judy Dench? Judy Dench. Mer- What's that singer? The really good singer. Shelly Bassey. Oh, so, dude, that chick's voice is crazy good. I watched her like with some live thing or something. Who else? And I was just like, who this? <laughs> Such a party. There was there was a few guys who've, who've got like contributions to science and stuff. Yeah, contributions to science, <sighs> to music, to the arts. Yeah. They're Dude. MBAs, aren't they? Well, it's like an honorary MBA, isn't it? Is that the right word? Because I know Billy Connolly got an honorary MBA. No, he got an honorary doc- doctorate from... Oh, you... I don't... I want to say Yale. I don't get those when universities, like, give famous people honorary degrees. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the difference is that they're not going to use that... that uh, degree as a means to propel their career. No. So really, their career propels the, the degree. So it's like a recognition of prior learning type thing. But I genuinely think it's it's to motivate. I, I don't know if it does motivate though. Because I would get really annoyed if I'm getting my doctorate and some guy sits up there and he's like, I've been to college for four hours waiting in line. <laughs> That's his entire <laughs> college experience. And I'm just like, dude, who are you? Yeah. Um, some of the speeches have been good, though. Billy Connolly's speech was fantastic. Um, Do you find him funny? Uh, Billy Connolly, I, I was absolutely amazed at how good he is at telling a story. He was just he's such a, a good, good storyteller, story yes. But I don't yeah. think he's funny. He's, I mean, obviously, I mean, everyone everybody's has got like, their own thing. Everyone has one-liners. Mm. That's great. But, you know, I wouldn't pay to go mm. see him. There's other comedians I'd rather go watch. Yeah. But 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 his storytelling was just golden. He was just so good at telling stories. I think as well, when you're having a look at, like, the, the discipline of comedy, it's, it's so, like, embroiled into storytelling now. And I think Eddie Murphy started it in the 80s. Mm. Like, everybody was like, this guy's changing comedy because he's... He's telling a continuing story and then there's laughs in between instead of just like line, punch, line, punch, line, punch. So, yeah. And I think uh, Connolly just took that a lot further. But then somebody like, like, did you like Lee Evans when he was in his prime? Yes. So I love Lee Evans. And he, he also, he had this whole punchline thing and it was just so good. And he had this energy on stage, which I just absolutely admire. It's too sweaty though. And, yeah, but that's the thing. So, like, so sweaty. He just didn't stop. And then he would always like end off his shows with like a little musical number. And it was really, really good as well with that. And it was always so heartfelt at the end. 
and yeah, it was it was just a good time. I really enjoyed his, his uh, work. I yeah. I prefer dark comedy when it's like so close to knuckle. Like, oh, should I? Like, um, should I laugh at Jimmy, that? Jimmy Carr. Yeah, it's like I don't know if that's funny or yeah. offensive. I don't. I'm mm. I'm offended, but I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, Jimmy but Carr. a lot of it is like a oh, oh. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to think. Um. I mean, like the banter guys are normally pretty good. The guys on like um, eight up ten cats and uh, some of the guys from QI. Oh, I went to um see Jimmy Carr once and. Uh, oh yeah. I've seen him a couple of times, but I went to see him and there used to be an air show in Bright. Well, in Shoreham, just outside Brighton, every year. Mm-hmm. So you get like. Mm. the air force and all the airplane like old like w- 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 planes from the world wars and they'd like air shows and there was a crash mm. uh, oh, like a major plane crash the sh- uh, air show hasn't mm-hmm. gone ahead since and a couple, i think a few three four people died oh my goodness um, okay anyway, i went to see jimmy carl the next night and it, obviously his show is the same no matter where you are in the country it's the same show he's written the show that, that that's the jokes mm. And so obviously he's just telling mm-hmm. jokes, telling jokes, telling jokes. And there was this joke about a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I've ever seen a room just go absolutely silent. Not one single person. Because, you know, That's we're in so Brighton. Weird. Everyone's just had a plane crash yeah. day before. And then he's like, he sort of broke character. He's like, oh, sugar, I would say. <laughs> he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, that was really insensitive. When obviously my shows are written. He's like, and it, I felt for the guy. He was panicking on stage. Yeah, he's had it a few times. I've seen it. I've seen a few things where he's like put his foot in it, but he's also he's he's also very disciplined. And and um, I was at a like actually like a business panel, and we had a, a local uh, comedian over here called John Flismus, mm. and um, he's he's like a imagine Jimmy car mixed with lee evans energy okay mixed with um like who's somebody that's just outright crass oh, i'm trying to think he's got like just that that crassness but they make it funny it's it's like it's like should you say that I'm trying to think uh like family guy crassness mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah like like it's really on the border of like oof. but also jimmy Carr's like flip mm-hmm. he flips the the, the 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 setup to you anyway and um he was on a panel with uh a, like two local entrepreneurs who are like really really pushing digital things and then the dean of a really big business school and they were all like really big friends and then two of them were in like a blues band together and they were talking about creative business and stuff like that okay and it was really cool because um, they kept on referring to how comedy is so disciplined and how you, you have to go out there and practice and like make yourself look bad. And, you know, you find out what works and then you work on that and then you come back and you do it again. And the only way to really find out if a joke is funny is to tell it as many times as possible. And then, you know, it's, it's the same as like people trying a different meal under different circumstances. Mm-hmm, like, not mm-hmm. everybody's going to like the same thing. But yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I thought it was really, really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I won't repeat any of of these jokes because we're trying to keep it PG. <laughs> yes, but it was a good time. It was cool. I enjoy comedy. Uh, I genuinely thought a lot about doing stand up. I thought about it a lot, like a lot. You need to go to an open mic night. Yeah, I'm really good at combining comedy with music, mostly because 
it's just a it's a frequent thing for me to forget lyrics on stage and then yes. fortunately with my experience with playing guitar i can keep the song going and then i just start talking to the crowd and uh this one time i was doing green days um good riddance time of your life yeah i love that song and and i just i forgot the first line i just forgot it i just forgot it and the guitar was ready eh? and i was just keep on repeating the same line and i look at the mic and i look at all these people and i don't know how many there were like maybe 100 maybe 150 people there and like one table just full of my friends and i'm like i don't know the first word and then i'm i'll start asking everybody and i point i was like uh, well i can't point because i'm playing guitar at the same time <laughs> i turned to this one lady I was like, you, ma'am, with the blue hair. And then she turns to me, she's like, yes! It's like, what is the first lyric? She's like, another! And I was like, another what? And then I had this whole, like, talk <laughs> back and forth. Another what? She's like, another turning point. No, this is the song that I'm playing. I'm playing this other song, Green Day. Are you aware of Green Day? And she's like, yes, another. <laughs> I was like, do you want me to play a different song? And then the, the, the line was another turning point. And then, yeah, it was a funny. A stuck in the road. But, yeah, yeah. So it frustrates some people. But uh, I kind of found like a weird little space over there in terms of comedy. Um, but at the same time, it's, 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 uh, I feel like it's more like a pepper on what, what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the whole motivational thing, I like to pepper it with a bit of comedy, a bit of this, a bit of fun times, a bit of facts, a bit of like brain, you know, cranial custard type of thing. Cranial custard. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Back into the news. We've got the national living wage to rise to £9.50 an hour. And that's over there in UK. Firstly, what is the current one before it gets raised? Uh, this is for over 24-year-olds, I believe. So, uh, okay. it's £8.91 if you're over 24. Okay. Why? Why is there an age? Because the there's age? different brackets. Um, mm-hmm. so there's a 16 year old, I think it's 16 to 18, 18 to 21, mm-hmm. 21 to 24, and then 25 plus, so 25 plus, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they deem, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's fair, but I guess they deem that, you know, mm. under 18, you're living at home with your parents, you don't have the financial restraints that a 25 year old would have but Mm -hmm. and i've had this in you know i've done employment i've employed people um i've always been Mm -hmm. the one employing well look look for 16 year olds because you can have a 16 year old do a job or you can have a 25 year old do exactly the same job you'll pay 8.91 to one of them and you pay four pounds something to the other do exactly the same job equal workload equal skill mm. but those are entry-level jobs in terms of like your expected skills so you obviously you wouldn't employ a 16 year old to do something that's like maybe a security guard a security guard should have some kind of but then that should be that should be over living wage because that is an entry level yeah so i mean like these are extreme entry-level situations mm. But that £9.50 is creeping up on non-entry level work. Yeah, yeah. Like, carers in the care industry, Mm -hmm. they get paid like between £9 and £9.50. 
Yeah. And they and I would imagine some teachers as well. And they work well, I don't know about teachers, but carers. They work mm. hard for their money. Yeah. But I think that's the thing, it's creeping into that space where um individuals that have like a like laborious work, like very hard work on the body, mm. like caring, like entry level, um, like maybe perhaps somebody that, uh, and I, I like to think of a construction site, right? Okay. Because in in the current day and age, there are a lot of tools that help us get a lot of things done. Mm-hmm. But the physical labor perspective is also like a like an aspect you need to think of. Um, so yeah, so like an entry level uh, laborer on a construction site without any sort of skills, yep. any certification, that kind of thing, might start earning very close to an electrician who has to go through certification and stuff. You know? Yeah. So I mean, those two are starting to get a bit too close together. Uh, in my mind, I can understand the reason to to increase minimum wage. Uh, it works. I mean, obviously, people on, and I think the biggest difference is that it's a livable wage. That the assumption is it's a livable. Assumption, it's not, but yeah. But again, uh, it's you get minimum wage, which from South Africa's perspective is literally just a minimum wage. It's illegal to. Well, pay this this is what we call minimum wage now. There isn't like there's a lower minimum wage. This is the minimum you can pay, but they're saying that yeah. it's a living wage. Yeah, whereas here we have minimum wage and then there's the estimated livable wage and those two are extremely different. Extremely different. It's freaking crazy. So like it's it's good. In terms of minimum wages like yours or livable minimum wages, mm. I wanna say not necessarily yours because I feel like it's gonna implement a lot of people in different ways. But what that does is it, it, it forces business owners and, and corporates to try and determine how to get the most out of a job, which normally results in a lot of technological improvements. And I mean, if you think of something like the Amazon fulfillment centers, they've got yes. quite a lot of automation in places. Oh, they're crazy. But the difference there. Yeah. So the difference there is, for example, the same sort of business model with the same sort of outputs within an environment such as South Africa, where you it would actually be cheaper to employ three people uh, than to get a piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. It's actually, they, they then do that. They then do employ more people. That's literally because the wage is just such a difference in comparison. However, once you start increasing the wage, the companies are normally in a point where they're forced then to innovate. And that then forces the workforce to also improve themselves in order to meet the new requirements. So for example, when companies like Honda and especially Mercedes-Benz, when they started getting these sort of robotic arms that put on all of these these parts onto the, mm-hmm. the, the, the car, yes, those replaced actual physical people with drills in their hands that did do that. However, within that group of people, a portion who had the opportunity had to study, you know, how to maintain these sort of robots, if you want to call it that. Okay. So then, they, then that caused robotic engineers. Instead of having somebody who would then just use a drill the whole day, they would then become robotic engineers. And then the entire scope of the skills within that business is actually improving. And that's what a lot of Scandinavian countries are doing. So they force... Um, 
a minimum wage to increase, knowing that they have to then improve the people themselves in terms of their actual skills. And then it's like this weird recurring cycle of increasing skills and increasing technological capabilities within the entirety of the population. I so that's what's supposed to happen. I like the theory of it, but I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. So let's think. Okay, mm. you're Mr. Sainsbury's or Mr. Tesco. You're in mm -hmm. a supermarket. You need someone to mm -hmm. restock your shelves and to serve on the till. Mm -hmm. You can have employee A, who's 26 years old, and you've got to pay them £9.50. Mm -hmm. Or you can have employee B, who's 17, and you can pay them, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is for a 17-year-old, say four ninety-one. Mm -hmm. You can have two people for the price of one. There's going to be... A problem mm. with people who are at entry level jobs mm. who are over that age bracket. Mm. I would yeah, there will be. as a business employer, I would go, all right, I can have two teenagers for the price of one adult. Cool, I'll have yeah. two of those. Yeah. But they then need to think a little bit further than their nose and say, Well, that person's definitely gonna age at some point. Mm. And when that person then gets into that bracket, they need to be worth the money that they're getting at least in terms of that business. So then in my mind where age is inevitable uh, and where increased wages would be inevitable and under the assumption that an employee is going to behave themselves, big assumption, mm. <laughs> that employee then would have to be upskilled through the business because then the money is going to be worth it because they're then going to need to validate if I'm not going to improve the person within that position and put them in a better position so that I can make that position empty to put in another entry level so you've got this continuous turnover of human beings right and and that's what should happen as a business grows your entry level positions should vacate as you increase skills and then move them on to more responsibility as they grow and understand mm. the business that's what should happen in a perfect world i think the biggest issue really is if i read this title as it is people that are 23 years and older are going to get a massive increase in minimum wage for entry level jobs and the question therein is, what is that 23-year-old going to be giving a business in order to be entitled to that salary? Mm -hmm. And it kind of forces them to upskill themselves because if you don't have anything to give the company, they're literally going to say, I'm going to go there. And yeah, it's discrimination through age at that point. But... Pff, I'm sorry, know. discrimination in the workplace. It's hidden, but it happens. Yeah, they call it indirect discrimination. I I uh, worked for yeah. employers who, you know, look and go, oh, because you don't have to put your age on your CV, you don't have to put your date of birth on the CV. But employers will scan mm -hmm. through and go, oh, what year do they put down for their GCSEs, which you end of school year? And you're like, oh, 1998. Mm -hmm. Nope. Because they're going to call me, cost me the thought of work. Oh, the guy who finished school in 2019? Yeah, I'll have him. Yeah, yeah. But we shall see. I mean, if we have a look at this article, and we'll link it for you guys, uh, there's a picture of a barista. And I mean, proper barista work, which includes health and safety and all that kind of stuff, uh, you should actually have some kind of certification to do that job. Mm. But uh, there should be a list of jobs that's, are, that's available for entry-level individuals who you know, need a weekend job between studies or something like that. 
there's there's, there's got to be some of these jobs available for young people mm. yeah i say that sounding like an old person yeah you are an old person now <laughs> yeah the the reason that i that i say that is because within south africa there's a massive amount of unskilled individuals people who do not have tangible skills and it's because of a history of poorly delivered education to a mm -hmm. large portion of individuals and what that means is very frequently you might have a career waiter who is earning minimum wage and maybe getting like tips you know and that's a career individual like like they will they will retire in that position because you know now the company is at a stage where minimum wage is still bearable you know they have no reason to upskill this individual um you know it's just gonna stay minimum wage and they just keep at the norm and the norm sucks so changes like this in my mind and we mm -hmm. had that over here when they actually implemented a proper minimum wage changes like this force a company to look at their people and say how are we getting the most out of these people and that does sound like a little bit weird but the gist of it is you need to train people and you need to give them the skills in order to expect the skills if you haven't hired them with the skills if that makes sense so yeah if you need a security guard and you've got this individual who's got the aptitude you know invest in them invest in people you know i don't know that's my opinion at least <laughs> we'll see how it goes mm. It's going to cause some issues. I mean, I would expect, um, especially, like, I would not be surprised if Amazon does something. Uh, I mean, like, that's what their lobbyists are paid to do, right? Yeah. Like, to help them cut costs and stuff. Uh, lobbying is not necessarily that huge in England, as opposed to, like, America and stuff. So... I don't know. I do expect a bit of lobbying to take place. I, un um, I understand why the government mm -hmm. have done it. Um... Mm -hmm. And I think I read it's a 6.2% salary increase, which is above the 6.6, which is again above the 3.1% mm. increase in living costs because just living yes. costs have skyrocketed. So I do understand why yes. they've done it, and I think that's a fantastic move. However, I also do not think it's obtainable for businesses. That's quite a salary increase for a business to take on. Yes. Yeah. So there will be some job loss. I mean, that, that mm. unfortunately is something that happens with uh, a legislative change like this, knowing that coming from an HR perspective. However, um, it's just poor business practice to lose good people. And a good business, I mean, if you think about it, 5% of your salary is one week's pay. So they're looking at, you know, in next year, I'm going to have to mm. pay one and a bit week's pay. I mean, I could try and spread that out if I can just, mm -hmm. you know, this individual. And this is, again, to me, where I'm passionate about training and getting people to, like, a better stage of being, of, like, just providing more, better, and, and having a better life. Like, yes, pay people more. But, you know, if you want to get paid, like, do the freaking work. And if you can't do the work, learn how to do the work. That just makes sense to me, right? That makes sense to us, but I think there's a culture aspect there that's <laughs> not in sense that people don't. People seem to want to do the bare minimum, you know, 
Common, yes. common sense is not that common. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. It's really not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think both of us also working, and I think we sort of started off the the whole episode talking about how we we worked in like a entry level environment together. Yes, we did. And we saw some people do some really stupid stuff, and we were like, "How did you wake up and get dressed today without?" A, it was a like, good sociological list. experiment, though. Yes, yeah. There were some stages, and I mean, like, I'm 100 percent guilty of this. There was this, there was this one lady that started there. I won't mention names. Well, I know okay. when you talk about we'll her. Oh, yeah, you'll know. You'll know. But the listeners won't. Go so on. there was this one. <laughs> she, she was such a nice, nice person. She was so nice. And she was young. And then they were like, Matt, you got to train this person. I was like, okay, I've never trained anyone before. Okay. So customer orders like a, uh, like a hamburger and chips and a drink. So I'm like, okay. You get the hamburger here, you get the chips here, you put them in a packet in a certain way, and then you get the drink, and you press the button, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was really obvious when it was written down, right? <laughs> so then another customer comes in, and obviously just wanted a basic snack, so they just had a burger. Just a burger. So I'm like, okay, so you take the burger, you put the burger in the, in the packet, and then you give the packet back. Now, I didn't realize that our first few orders all included chips. Oh yeah, oh, chips, I know French fries. If you guys are from, so I didn't realize that every single order had chips or French fries in the bag. So then somebody came in, got the burger. I put the burger in the packet, and then got the cool drink, and I gave it back to them. And then I was like, okay, you're gonna be fine. I need a dash to the loo, and then obviously, you know, like like ditch work for a bit because I wanted to just hang with my friends. Okay, so. Then I come back and then management was like super angry with me because this individual was giving chips with every single order, even when it didn't include chips in the order. And I was just like, how, how did you get this so wrong? It doesn't say chips on the screen. <laughs> you know, they literally, you press the button for chips and then you put the chips in the bag. <laughs> Why is there this thing? How, how did this connection between your synapses even take place? And I was just like, goodness. Cause you and didn't then, say then it I doesn't. Stopped include chips i didn't say that you know if there's no chips on the screen don't put chips in the bag you know and i was just like dude oh my goodness so then then i went through each and everything with with this individual and i was like and then and then not only did i teach her like if this appears on your screen put it on the tray or in the bag and give it to the customer I also like told her, do you see chips written on the screen at this moment? And then she was like, no. And dude, I was like, dude. Was it, was this an individual, a blonde individual? Uh, no, we're not going to get into specifics. Okay. The listeners are going to try and also try and figure it out. Nope. They're not good. Nope. No one's going to nope. know. No. Okay. No, wait. The blonde individual. There was this dude. Dude, okay, no, 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 okay, okay, okay. Last story, and then we're gonna get in, get into the Star Wars fact, and then the music. Okay, okay. Last story. You'll remember this person, young young gent, right? And I mean, we were in Brighton, a seaside town, beautiful town. This this dude, he, he was he was a beautiful man. I was young, and I was like, this is a pretty guy, I assume, pretty pretty dude. And then everyone's like, this particular guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, let's, let's say, let's say, let's say Travis. 
everyone's like, dude, have you met Travis? And I was like, yeah, Travis seems like a decent dude. He seems like a, like a nice guy. And then they're like, no, Travis stupid. He's stupid, this guy. <laughs> like, he dumb. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, like, that's mean. I mean, he just seems like a decent dude to me. So then it was like small stuff, you know, like not wearing hairnets and, you know, the basic stuff about mm-hmm. working in retail and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Anybody who knows, knows. So then I was like, okay, this guy just, he's been here before me. He's breaking the rules. It's fine. It's not my problem. So then every now and then he's tool just like smashes open and then he smashes it closed. And I was just like, you know, he knows a trick that I don't know. He smashes a button and then it tool opens and he smashes it closed. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that's kind of weird. And, uh. And then it's happened like the whole day. I don't know how long the shift was, but it must have been like like 20, 30 times it's happened. Because it was a busy day. And I honestly just thought he had a button to open the till and close the till. And he was just like having fun with it. But what he was actually doing, he was pressing a voucher to order a burger. And then it was obviously a voucher, so there was no money. So he would just close it. And it just... <laughs> It, yeah, he just messed the whole the whole till up because obviously if you receive a voucher you gotta clock I've received the voucher. Yep. And 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 we had a, a good manager at the time and and the dude was pretty like steel faced. He was like, you know, very rarely had an expression on his face. This guy it was a cool dude, and uh, he, I've never seen him go so red. <laughs> was I so remember angry. that. I remember that perfectly. <laughs> he was so stupid. Oh my god. You know what? I remember the situation. I can't remember the person. You're going to have to tell me off camera. I can't I can't remember I can't remember his name. All I remember is that that like I remember he was blonde dude. He had blue eyes. He was tall and he had some funny jokes here and there and all I remember is that the whole team was like he's stupid. He a dumb dumb. He need help. He give hug, you know? <laughs> and I was like he can't be that bad. Yeah, he's that, a grown up. He's around hot that. oil. You know, that was the hub because hmm? they're all dum-dums. But that team say that. <laughs> there were a lot of dum Like dum-dums. when we walked on ships, like the inter- oh intelligence goodness. level just like tripled. Oh my goodness. It was so bad. Oh, dude. We've got war stories. Okay. I have a pretty interesting Star Wars fact. Are you prepared? Hit me with your Star, Star Wars, Wars fact. fact. Go for it. Okay. 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 So I have it open somewhere. Give me a second. I need to read it properly. You mean you don't know it off uh, by heart? Okay, I don't know it off by heart because I had to study it. Study it. Okay, okay, so I can't find Are your sources now. reliable? <laughs> yes, they are reliable. I know it because I got it from Wikipedia. Do you know what Wikipedia is? I feel like it's the Star Wars version of Wikipedia because a Wookiee is the teddy bears, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, the, the teddy bear is Ewok. Okay. <laughs> Wookiee is but the big Wikipedia, one. Wikipedia. Wookie is Chewbacca's sort of like race, if you want to call it that. Oh, I like the teddy bears. Okay. All right. So now you remember Star Wars, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you remember E.T. Yes. Phone home. Yes. E.T. Phone cool. home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they actually share the same universe. So E.T.'s home is technically Star Wars world. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh my goodness, Lucas and Spielberg 
So obviously George Lucas being one of the, the main sort of, well, the writer and director and all that kind of stuff. Sort of the head honcher of the Star Wars yes. universe. And Steven Spielberg, who wrote and directed, I think he did write, but I feel like he definitely directed Definitely directed E.T. E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like huge friends and stuff and they, they worked a lot and that kind of thing together. And they pretty much did like a little cross-pollination type thing. And actually, if I, and now that I remember, it's because um, in the Indiana Jones movies, they worked together. I remember that. Oh, really? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they worked like so, pretty so hard in together. So I don't remember E.T. E- that well. Does it mention the name of the universe where he's from? No, that's the thing. It's a super, super small, like, hidden detail. And in episode one, and I think episode one was released in the late 90s. I can't remember the exact one. Uh, the prequel uh, trilogy... Um, there's this huge sort of uh, meeting that takes place. I'm trying to remember the word. Something like Senate or something. Anyway, so you've got like all these little pods of lots of little aliens and then off into the one distance and it's super, super far away. But if you zoom in, you can have a look. There's like three little versions of E.T. who are now representing on a political scale their their homeland and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's also cool because of the fact that they sort of work together on like a thing and they're like, yeah, let's just put our characters together. I don't think that in the 90s they would realize that a small little Easter egg like that would launch these huge like online conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like what happens if E.T. was a Jedi and he was stuck and he couldn't speak the same language and, you know, normal humans in Spielberg land can't receive the force and stuff like that. It was cool. Anyway, so yeah, you can see E.T. in episode one. I want to see that. Star Wars. We still need to watch Star Wars. <laughs> like, I watched one episode. Yeah, we watched uh, The New Hope, episode four. And I feel like you you have to watch Empire Strikes Back. Has that got teddy bears? Because, no, teddy bears is in the third one. Oh. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, Which is actually episode six. But... Yes, yes. Em- um, episode five, uh, Empire Strikes Back is, I feel, I feel regarded as a storytelling perspective is one of the best. It's like the introduction of Yoda, and um, you know Luke. Uh, you haven't seen it, but it's it introduces Yoda. You obviously know who Yoda is. Yes, yeah. I do know who Yoda is. So, yeah, I like it. It's really cool. Um, I just found it. That specific one uh, was really well paced and they really pushed the envelope like in a massive way. Because obviously in the first one, it was like a, they didn't know what was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. is, is, are people going to hate this movie? And then people loved it. And then they got like a big budget increase and more opportunities to do more things. And it just kind of worked out. It's mm. pretty cool. Mm. We'll check it out. Okay. Uh, today's song is uh by uh <laughs> an age-old band that i watched age the first old. time when i was 15. oh my goodness oh that time ago uh, it's a it's a johannesburg based band they just released the song uh, i'm trying to remember the name of the damn song uh give me a second into their clutches it's Dates muse right by Dates muse yeah yeah these these dudes big fan i'm a, I'm a big fan of these guys um also you watch the video uh, earlier today yes i did so so what did you think what are your thoughts is it's a bit dark no i liked it <laughs> i mean it's got a nice story to it 
Uh, I mean, you were, you went deep with the story. I was I was just taking it on face value, and then you were like, "My takeaway is." Mm. I was like, "Oh, yeah. that was a bit heavy." He has beard. <laughs> he has a crazy long beard. Yeah. Uh, on on Facebook, he was referred to as Wayne Longbeard for like the longest. But time. it's not nice. Yeah. Did you? You don't like the long beard. Did you ever read the twits by Roald Dahl? No, no. Okay, so anyone who read it, it's about these two. Twits. Twits. That's what we call them. Mm-hmm. Like cavemen, whatever. Like a husband and wife, and they're not very nice people. Mm-hmm. And they had this really, he had this really long beard that come down to like his tummy and like he'd always get food stuck in it and like there'd be like really graphic gross (laughs) descriptions about the food being stuck in his beard and the smells and that's all I imagine. (laughs) Well, I've met Wayne numerous times. Okay, firstly, he smells fantastic. You smell him? Yes. Yeah, before COVID is the last time I saw him actually. Uh, We didn't have any masks on. Yeah, he's a very charming individual. Actually, one of the first ever podcasts I did, he was my guest. Yeah. Okay. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so I'll, 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 I've got a notepad somewhere of do's and do nots, and uh, I'll remember not to grow my beard as long and I like your beard. It's, it's, it's a perfect <laughs> beard just for me. <laughs> okay, Bunny, we're going to play out with Daddy's Muse. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, bye! Bye! <laughs> Take a bow You are our savior Opinion So thoughtful How did we live Without your teachings Why'd we take the long road Guess this is my fault from grace Now this way